are the salt and light, but the light is you. Come and catch a wave, open phone, press play, we'll help you feel good about yourself. Let us take the weight off your shoulders for a day, a little laughter man's good for your health. Yeah, baby, we the salt. Y'all, we're going to have to get a new theme song because the theme song says Yelly and Chris, but it needs to say Yelly, Chris, and Nia. <laughs> Chris, y'all, Nia. I actually, I'm already already working on that. <laughs> I asked one of Jarrell's writer friends to write us a new theme song. Anyway, welcome back to the Salt and Lit Podcast. We are preserving authenticity, bringing flavor, and igniting light throughout the world. My name is Yelly Bonds. <laughs> you got something on your cheek. <laughs> The other one. <laughs> Can you help a brother out? Get just it a out? little feather or something. <laughs> Let me talk about Yeller Bonds. My name is Yelly Bonds. I'm Nia. Kristen, why are you like this? <laughs> What's understood? We don't gotta be explained. Chronological like, order. <laughs> right. Like, What's understood? Don't gotta be explained. Boy, okay. <laughs> but just because you got your aviator my eyeglasses name is on. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so y'all, <laughs> I hope y'all been enjoying the past episodes. We've been having so much fun having Nia on. It's definitely how it should have always been. And I'm so glad I you know, joined y'all us. y'all wasn't even thinking about me the first Why two are you seasons. doing your mouth like that? <laughs> because that's how you got to talk when you got an attitude. I'm just playing. I didn't have attitude. I enjoy being a spectator. Nia, let me see. What was your fun fact that you just gave us, Nia? <laughs> This is what we got to deal with. I can't with. even remember when... why I brought this up. But I was on TikTok one day, you know, those <laughs> zoo experts, animal experts. They said that, um, what are those animals called? Flamingos. Flamingos. Their knees, what you think are their knees are actually their ankles. <laughs> and their real knees, go look up a picture of... <sighs> Of flamingo ankles, and it's gonna show you the anatomy. And their knees are all the way up at their hips, <laughs> <laughs> and you just can't see them. Thank you for that. I feel enlightened. See, now I'm about to ride your chopstick knee having it. Uh. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Well, we just wanted to uh, do an update on our businesses because. This is a marketing platform. Hello. Yell out loud. <laughs> so we'll start with Nia. Nia, what's the updates with the move with Nia? Where are you at in your business ventures? Is there anything that people need to know? Um, There's nothing that I'm doing really independently other than contracting things as they come. So I'm teaching. And then I'm a brand influencer <laughs> for the Live Right brand. <laughs> That's what they're, that's what, don't, don't make that face. Uh, Dang. Anytime I say influencer, it's (laughs) more than what it is. But I'm not going to downplay Live Right because I'm not going to make it about me. It's a great brand and they're growing and um, we just had a photo shoot slash video shoot a couple weeks ago. It lasted like 12 hours. It felt like 12 hours, but it was really, really good. 
Y'all, Nia asked me to do the ghetto girl ponytail on her. The Issa Rae ponytail? Something that I've never done before. I had to bring back my hair skills. You right, know but what I'm during, like, when she gets big, she can put you as hairstylist down. No, because I will never do hair again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I feel like that app is going to blow up. When, you was, when I was watching oh, yeah. it and looking at it, like, that's just like, it's in the baby stages now. Or beginning stage, I won't say baby stages, but beginning stages. But I just can see that it's going to really, really blow up. I mean, the way that they're growing, and you can see people see the promise in them because they just got um, sealed a deal for, I think, 500K to open up five new gyms in Charlotte, North Carolina. See? Like, exactly. a whole, whole gyms, not like, you know, a gym or an online business, which is what they have been the past year or so. But um, it's nice to be a part of the beginning stages in be a part of that vision so I'm excited to be a part that is really exciting because you were like ultimately like a part of the conception of the gym right right that's a big deal do you realize that's a big deal I accept I think it's a big deal that they even (laughs) asked you it says a lot about what you represent like Mm -hmm. no and it's it's really more than just you know choosing to be a part of a brand just because somebody chose you but you choose I mean in a way same way I chose them just because the um, owner Ricky he is a Christian he's a believer um, and not that that's like the way that he runs the business but um, like the photo shoot the other day the whole team started off with prayer and I was like okay okay and like (laughs) it just it was just it felt good to be a part of that and they genuinely support you and black owned um, if y'all didn't know that either, go follow Live Right at Yeah, Ricky is I mean, he's African American, I think, and um You think he's doing it. <laughs> I mean, you know, people say, Oh, I'm Haitian or you know, whatever, but Right, right. But I didn't I I thought it was owned by a white guy though, so mm-hmm. but either way, but that's I really mean they good. have partners, but he's the CEO, the founder. Wow, that's amazing. That's bomb. What what you got yell out loud? Girl. Um so I honestly feel like I took a little break from Yell Out Loud, um, like after, mm, I don't even know when, but uh, but I took like a little break and I literally just started picking it back up with like advertising myself again and stuff. Um, I added some new services, like um, basic starter web design through Squarespace. And I also added um, caption writing and hashtag research. Um, and you know, these things actually came about from people asking me to do it (laughs) anyway. Right. And so like, instead of, you know, before I was just doing it, I'm like, let me pump the brakes. I can add this as like an actual service. Like people was, it was like, I was helping people start their businesses. And then it was like, naturally they was like, okay, next I want to work on my website and I want you to do that. And I'm like, okay but I'm like I need to add this as an actual service so I added that as a service now so Woo-hoo! if you're looking to and just sometimes that's all people want like yeah, that's such a good a la carte service if to people have. just want to I mean people who just started businesses off you need somewhere to send your clientele when you're starting off and Squarespace is a really good option for people who are just starting off because it's a pretty straightforward platform. And pretty much what it is, is like, I'll just pl- plug and play but, for but you. But you know what? It's really not just plug and play for everybody. 
it's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, it, it, it takes is a skill depending to, on what they want. to thoughtfully put those things together. Well, thanks, Nia, for saying that. You know, and I think that's what took me so long to make it an actual service because Kristen helped me realize that things that come easy to me don't always come easy to other people. So and true. I'm naturally a good troubleshooter. I know how to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you oh, know, just from just from like yell out loud, like. You know, from stuff I'm posting, people have been messaging me, asking me to do stuff that I don't normally do. So, like, um, a church reached out to me, asked me to if I do website management. Um, and so I had the meeting with them recently, and I'm probably going to move forward. So they just waiting on me to send them a proposal. Um, I was giving them ideas, and they were like, girl, you the ideas you gave us in 30 minutes, We, you know, this guy who we were working with does it full time, and he didn't say any of the stuff that you were saying. Wow. And I was like, thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> it made me feel really good because, um, you know, sometimes, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I just, oh, I tend to overthink things and also underthink and things. Yeah, I think you overlook your gifts because you might yeah. not see it as a gift. Just like yeah. the same, like you don't realize how special, how talented, how your natural skill sets are literally assets to other people. So, yep. and oh, one more thing. Um, me and Marcy, we are actually going to be partnering soon. We haven't put it out there yet, um, but pretty much it's going to be like a mini uh, branding package where you get a mini branding uh, photo shoot from Charlie's Life Photography, and then you also get an hour session with me. And then, but the session also includes a creative. Um, brainstorming session with Marcy too because y'all know Marcy she'll if she want to use us as like testing she'll just tell us what to come with tell us what to wear send us pictures and so I was like this could be a thing so somebody that I'm actually working with recently um, she had asked if I partnered with um, any photographers and would I be able to coordinate that for her and so I worked it into her package <laughs> with Marcy and I'm like me and Marcy talked about this so long <laughs> so long ago we just never pushed it out just because of things happening and I'm like why it takes a client to ask me <laughs> do I offer that's this how, sometimes but how it starts, it's, it's, that's how I mean that's how my business has been booming I mean well not I'm gonna say booming but no, it's, you can say it booming it's been doing like it's been picking back up but I realized you have to advertise your stuff and that's what I help people do and I think that everybody don't realize they need me until they talk to me. <laughs> I think that's hey. that's really the gist of it. I feel, but yeah, I really feel that same way with me. People don't need me until they talk, realize they need me until they talk to me. But coaching to switch it to art of perspective is just like you when you do it naturally in your day to day life. You don't realize how much valuable information that you're giving. And you're going to naturally do that if that's a part of who you are. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Art of Perspective is taking a, not a pause, but I am pulling back so that I can, um, I'm not rebranding myself, but I'm rethinking mm. exactly what it is that I want to do and what I want to offer and what I can keep up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you're coaching people on an individual basis, it is very draining and it is very draining. Ooh, especially if they don't take your advice. Oh, my God. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's just hard. But I want to do this. I know that this is a part of the path that God has for me. But I'm just right now kind of like pausing to figure out exactly what lane he wants me mm-hmm. to go down. And I think I pulled away from wanting it to be a certain type of thing. But God is like, no, I literally have you 
um, specialized in areas that you need to <laughs> hone in on. Yeah. But it's going to take more energy and efforts like for, for young wives. My coaching is going to be geared toward young wow. wives. That's My coaching gonna is going to be geared toward young women. Come on, specificity. Here I am. Help me. Um, Can I just say something really quickly? Um, so one thing that Kristen said that was kind of significant is that she had to take a step back. And I just really just want to take this time. Like I'm talking to new business owners all the time and, and I'm so excited to talk to them and say, listen, you're in a really good spot because you're in a place where you can shift easily where it's not too crazy to your audience or to your customers. Like, so if you are a new business or brand, like, Honestly, just be open to the idea that what you, the ideas you have now might change. Mm-hmm. That's and, good. And honestly, like, when I started Yell Out Loud, it started off as one thing. And then what I did was I got coaching from Kristen, from Art of Perspective, to help me kind of hone in on what I really wanted to do because I felt like I was all over the place. <laughs> you might think you got one idea, but you don't. So that's another thing that Art of Perspective helps, uh, helped me with, even though you're trying to focus on young wives now. But <laughs> No, no, I, no that's <laughs> not that's- the only thing. The thing is I've learned in, from my coaches that just because um, you you can do more, does it, it doesn't mean that it's bad to um, have an avatar is what we call it. Basically, um, people who you are gearing your marketing towards, people who you are letting you letting them know that you're there specifically for them because that's what you specialize in. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that I won't ever take a business coaching client or uh, couples or anything? No, it doesn't. It just means that this is who I am um, investing in right now mm-hmm. and letting them know I'm there. And not just young wives, but young women, Women, young women in general. And I feel like God has given me something special on how to meet people where they are and walk them through. Um, And like not giving them direction, but putting a sense of purpose to say, take control of your life. And um, with God's help, determine what your next steps are. So that's so good. Along with that, the reason another reason I had to take a step back is because Heart Life has launched a new program called um, HLM Recovery 180. And it's something we never done before. If y'all don't know, Heart Life is um, our family's ministry has been around for 30 plus years, um, founded by my grandmother. But we recently uh, partnered with the state of Illinois to help people and families um, who have substance abuse issues. And like, um, I'm actually employed with them to program direct and to connect with people. And our basic goal is to, you know how people find a recovery center where they go and they do the 12 step program, like people who are addicted to whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, most of the time people fail in their recovery because they don't have a support system. And so our job is to point them in the right direction, but then not just leave them hanging after we done directed them there, but to say, okay, now join me in helping others recover. Um, Come to these workshops, stay Mm -hmm. lifted, stay connected. What can I do for you? How can I help you? We also um, are helping families with homelessness, unemployment, and mental health. So those, those are the four things that we are focusing on. Anyway, I just want to do that little plugger. So if you know you or you yourself or you know somebody in your family who struggles with substance abuse, um, it's very, very HIPAA protected. Um, reach out 
We are on Instagram now. I just opened us up an Instagram page, HLM Recovery 180. Uh, we take it very, very seriously. We've been deeply trained and we want to help you. And y'all, what I realized though, like doing this process is that most people that need help, they're not like on the streets begging. They are literally people who are in corporate America. They have jobs, yeah, yeah. but they're addicted to opioids or they're addicted to That's very true. Uh, alcohol, but they're functioning in their day-to-day yeah. life. Yeah, and- that's something that I actually learned in corporate from going to these little parties and stuff, you know, just cocaine sniffers yeah like it's just it's a regular thing like and i'm like mm, i gotta get the hell up out of here like <laughs> at a work party? yeah nia you would be very surprised like that these they're functioning these young you know i'm just i mean i'm not surprised mo- most of them at a work function yeah no no it's not at a work function it's okay. just like a co-worker like may invite other co-workers oh, to like their it. house or well, yeah. to like a get together or something like that you know when i worked at someone so i'm not gonna say the company now but when i worked at my uh previous company uh it was more often than not yeah. And just things that I've heard. And I'm just like, what? Like, even like regular people that I've heard that we went to school with and that's just functioning regularly, like are on some really like hard yeah. drugs. And the thing is, what how do how do those people get help? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't want everybody in their business. They don't want to reach out and let people know uh that's something that's different from the image that they're portraying so like a safe secure place for the, for those type of people to so come to my question is because i'm i'm not real familiar with like you know drug addicts and habits and things like that so my my question is like what kind of like training is that the type of training that y'all have cuz like what about the people that don't even realize they need help well, or are okay with their lifestyle is that not the people you're looking for um well the thing is the main thing in our training that we learned is it's a two-way street. You can't drag anybody to recovery. They have to want it. It's their recovery process. This is their stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're there to help them. Um, But our training is more so on how to be a liaison. We are not trained in the 12-step program. We are not trained to help them like that. Uh, Our training is to help their families cope with them Mm. while they're in recovery what can we what resources can we provide for you while you are recovering or after you have made a decision and you you done with that but it's like dang I'm still struggling a little bit I need some I need a support system so that's kind of how where we are Um, we're gathering our resources so if you are a resource or if you know of some resources please reach out to me Uh, but anyway y'all so that got me to thinking (laughs) about like just addiction period like I just been thinking about it and I was just thinking about, am I addicted to something? And the answer is yes. I'm addicted to helping. No, I'm just kidding. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you know what movie that's from, <laughs> you'll get one dollar. But no, I, I think what I movie am. Is what that movie from? is that from? I can't tell you if the people want one dollar. Chris ain't boy. Anybody know that? Yes, that probably super... Okay, what movie? Lauren like, Neely knows. We used to watch. It's it's from Role Models. Okay, who was she? She the lady was a teacher. She was like, I used to be addicted to crack, but now I'm addicted to helping. <laughs> I have not heard of that movie. It's a very funny movie and highly inappropriate. But um, it got me to think about what am I addicted to, good and bad, like in my day to day life. And the answer to that for me is food. All right. Um, I, how does that, for the well, stove. Can we can we pause? Like, why? 
what's the deal with food? Is that do you consider that a good addiction or a bad one? Uh, well, when you're heavy set, I don't think ah! you can consider it a good addiction. <laughs> When that stomach well, flopping over them pants, I'm gonna have to go with no. Yeah, well, this is my my thing. I had this conversation before about like the addiction to food, and I think because food comes is aligned with celebration. Like yeah. it it I'm I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know what part of the brain it helps, but but basically like we correlate eating a good time eating food with like a good time. You know Most what I mean? Most black families Most do. black families do. So, like, I even... And I would probably say I'm also addicted to food, like, and going out to eat and spending money on food. Like, I will have $30 in my account, and I'm going to spend $29 on this meal. Like, <laughs> that's how bad it is. Like, and you know what? And, like, even, like, when I'm watching Netflix, like, I can't... I think I talked about this last, <laughs> last week. I Like, when I'm watching a movie, I, like, I feel, or vice versa... When I have something good to eat, I need something good to watch at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Or I need good company around me. Like, it just kind of goes you feel hand in good. Hand. That's the same, though. With, but that could go along with drugs, too. When people feeling happy. It's not always yeah. just depression. When you feeling good, you want to take a drink. When you feeling good, you want to smoke some weed. You know what I'm saying? When you, not me, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What are you addicted to, Nia? Um, Cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a nicotine addiction. <laughs> you know, y'all, that's... side note, my mama was too blown. <laughs> if y'all listened to the last episode, Nia admitted that she smoked one cigarette when she was in, in Paris. In entire life. Just for, one. Just for a uh, social. I don't even know. This is not worth anyway. I don't get it. But um, I, I think I'm addicted to cleanliness. Okay. But I mean, okay, so hear me out. Praise can, God. Obviously, it can get, be good and bad. And I know somebody out there relates to the the productivity that's not so productive. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When I want to, when I want to talk wanna, about that. Sure. So when I want to clean or organize, or when I want to get out a closet, or just give away clothes, or just deep clean my place, um, I could also be procrastinating on some work I need to do, or you know, what I really need to do. So that's just one example. That's a good but example. I love clean spaces and I'm very, I know I'm a little OCD, so I like everything to be in this place. And so I'll, I'll just willingly clean things. You want to come over? No. Can I? <laughs> Can I? <Mm-mm>. Maybe. <laughs> come on. Um, what about Case and Tula's room? You like, come on now. I, I mean, that's, I mean, I, that, I like organizing and stuff. So maybe. Well, Nia, one thing that I need help with is getting rid of stuff. I said, me and Jerome are about to move. So I was like, I'm getting rid of everything. Here's a, a And I know once I start, it's, it's not, it's, I'm, it's a lot. For I'm clothes, lie. especially, this is what Dr. Crystal Lewis told me. Um, first of all, she gives me like so much stuff. Anything that's I own is because of her. But if you haven't worn it in a year, like if you haven't thought about it, just give it away. You will not miss it. You will not think about it when it's gone. I promise. Well, I think I'm delivered from the clothes section because I gave away a bunch of clothes to uh, my little sister. Shout out to Kristen and uh, Kaya Roberts. I gave them all those dresses that I've had for wow. forever. It's it's the stuff that I've had. It's, it's some hot candles over there. If y'all see those candles over there, I've had those since... Uh, Auntie, remember Auntie Deborah came in, remodeled our rooms in Olympia Fields. Yes, I still have mine too, mm-hmm. though. 
Uh, but it's it's like other stuff like that that I have a hard time. By the way, we were in high school when that happened. Right. I was in eighth grade. I wasn't even in high school yet. <laughs> I still have grade. mine too, Yelly, the vanilla ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't remember we, those. But what is it? Why? Well, Why do we hold on to stuff? On, and I'm, I'm also addicted to, oh, wait. You're addicted to food? Yes. Sweets? Yes. I think Chipotle has had a hold on me for really? the past two weeks. Yeah. And I just want to say we are not minimizing people with Actual real or, addictions. or Right. But it is good or, to, right. And that's why I said HLM Recovery is here for you. But it is good to think about the stuff that you idolize or are addicted. I mean, addicted addiction is literally just being addicted to something. Mm-hmm. So I do want to think about that, though, like being addicted to something. Like, what is the definition? I'll look that up. But because I feel like when I think of addiction um, versus like an obsession over something, mm-hmm. but I think of addiction like it is stopping you from doing day-to-day tasks that you need to do so like when does it become good or when is it not even like day-to-day tasks just um other things that need to be prioritized day-to-day tasks pulling you from family or pulling your focus even if you're not acting on it yeah so what is it christian the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance thing or activity so that's the part i want to point out it can be a thing or it can be an activity um, it's very that's a very generic de- it is because like now I'm thinking about like all the general things that like I'm addicted to like we was talking a little bit earlier like I'm addicted to staying at home I'm addicted to my house and you know some people are the exact opposite but like I like comfort you know what I mean? Is that weird? Like, or is that not a big deal? Like, I think that's. A, but a sometimes, valid but sometimes my comfort, comfort stops me from following through with plans, yeah, and and not going to like certain events or getting kind of whatever about you know <laughs> my friend Cynthia, y'all. She saved me, and her phone is cancel queen. So I'm Danielle wow. cancel queen. You know what I was fellow. talking about <laughs> with somebody? Um, I think I was talking to Tiffany one day where it's. The idea of like rest and like that's important to me, especially just like I need rest, I need my sleep. But like when you start to idolize, and I feel like we start to talk about like this me culture where I mean, yes, mental health and putting up boundaries and like taking care of yourself is very important because you can't be anything if you don't, if you're not, you know, um, healthy, healthy mentally and everything. But, but when does it become selfish and when does it become? Or when do you begin to take your mind off the actual purpose of like serving and like being a help of help to somebody or being there for somebody supporting and like, as opposed to, I just need a me day. And like, that's valid. But when does it become too much? Girl. And how does it go against what God like literally instructed us to do? The the main thing he instructed us to do is to love our neighbor as ourselves. Like that's one of the most important commandments. Like, and I think just what you said, Nia, like that self-care, selfish mentality, it just has to be boundaries. It's a culture, but 
Yeah, it's also attractive. I feel like y'all talking about me. Like, (laughs) Um, you feel attacked. That's no, no, I'm not. Listen, I know I wasn't saying that. Like y'all attacking me. I'm, I'm literally telling y'all that that's where I'm at. Like, Mm -hmm. and it was way worse. I'm a lot better before, but it was way worse. Like where I went through like a for real selfish. But why? I don't. Why? Explain to me, coach. No, I'm asking. Do you know? Maybe like, you, you got to think about oh, what's the mentally? what's the no, root of it. I don't. I don't really know. Like, I, I mean, when I think about, you know, I mean, we could go like back and back and back into like why, what's the root of it? But like, short term, like I, you know, even like in high school, like when I had like I suffered with like having friends. We all know the story. I really suffered with like having like a core group of friends. I wasn't really invited anywhere. I wasn't really in like the okay I'm not gonna say like lame crap but like I wasn't like a lame and then you know what I mean but like I was it's almost like I just wasn't really, everybody was like associates yeah I wasn't really like visible or thought of when it came to like invites and stuff like that and so like it went I was just at home all the time in high school and then I think it just became a part like even in college like I didn't really go to like a whole lot of parties in college mostly because I didn't know that it was even happening but two uh did I even really want to go? Like, did I care enough about the people around me to want to go? And then I think now as an adult, like, well, before Jarrell, like in singlehood, it became the same thing where I've kind of started feeling like I wasn't really thought of when it came to like getting invited. The only person who would invite me somewhere is Marcy. <laughs> like, cause Marcy was always going somewhere. Um, and, but at the same time, it's like, that's really at the peak of like where Marcy was like the friend and not to have other friends now. Are you saying like the example of what it yeah what like looks like? The, yeah, I'm just giving you like an example of like what I think it may have stemmed from. I think it's just more so me just getting used to it that it, it has turned into a comfort well, zone. Well, I got a question because you just made me think about two things. The first thing is like sometimes I feel like God indirectly protects us from certain things that he just doesn't want mm-hmm. us to have to experience. And like when you feel like you're missing out on something, I'm just speaking generally to whoever's listening. Sometimes you're not actually missing out on something. Sometimes you're being protected from something. I'm real big on like trying to look at the yeah. other perspective. But also um, I think as you mature, you learn to become what you want to do. You learn to be that thing that you want to do. Like nobody's inviting you anywhere. Oh, well, I would like to go to this dance workout class. Let me get up and go. Even if it's alone, like you you start taking charge over your life and over yourself Mm -hmm. and you don't always need like a buddy or like a security blanket. Um, and that's hard. Like when, you know, we family and we used to doing stuff, with people all the time and having people with yeah. us, but like it's liberating to like put some oomph in your oomph. You got the oomph it sure in your oomph. Is. But now it's like, okay, get up and go out. Just go do what you said. Because what do you Stick like to your plans? What, what do, do I- you like to do? Like, and I want both of y'all to answer this. It's off subject. Let me answer this ain't first. on a this ain't on a uh, <laughs> agenda. But what do y'all like to do? What do you like? What do you mean in terms of... So I like um, I like doing, like, adventurous activities. I like uh, museums. Like, me and Jarrell, we, like, explore, randomly just explored Chicago. We went and drove all the way up north. Like, I like doing stuff like that. I like... Um, did I say museums already? Mm-hmm. I like stuff like the zoo, and I like going to the show. So I like you going like out going to dance. places. I like to dance, you know, but... 
but it's also I like being I mean a part of me I also like doing fun things with fun people which is my family <laughs> y'all like that's what I like I like that camaraderie if and it's just really hard for me that if somebody is not a staple in my life or not like real strong or naturally in my in my yeah. life it's harder for me to invite them somewhere invite them or commit to plans with them like it's and that's that's probably not good because it becomes like almost like disposable and like that's, well and then you, I know that's not relationships good can't grow that way like I know and it's it's yeah. bad it's like I'm I'm really gonna do better with that like I'm bound to do better with that y'all. it was just something to think about yeah. it ain't nothing to beat yourself up about but I think as you grow into a woman and now that you are married and life shifts there's a different level of value that's placed on having. Just I'm just speaking like woman to woman relationships and having things that are outside of just kicking it with your man to do, and um, because God made us that way. I think something something interesting. I was talking to a friend on Marco Polo, and she said she recently had a baby, like in the past year. And something interesting she told me was um, once they had the baby, her and her husband's identity became them and the baby mm. and then she made a good point it's like now i still want to shift back the focus on who are what's our identity as husband and wife and in the same way backtracking like just trying not to get overshadowed by the next thing or the next transition like who am i before i get married like how am i carrying that who am i as a friend um to other people and so mm. i thought that was interesting just how easy because it is like you just said like life moves fast and then Next thing you know, your identity is lost or consumed with the next thing and you're losing sight of people who still need you or the things that are healthy to be cultivated as an individual. And that's why it's so important to give yourself the grace to get to know yourself in every new, every, every couple of months. Just like, think about like, just like your favorite color changes over time or your favorite food changes, your, your palate changes. So you have to give yourself the grace to ask the question of what do I like I don't even like that no more I don't like that Mm. so what do I like you know and I think I'm just now getting to the point where I'm getting to know myself after the loss of a baby after having two children after becoming a mom just becoming a mom in general after being married after having struggles in my marriage like you know what I mean and still finding the core of who God made me to be and and the other thing I want to tell y'all, like, if or ask y'all is, um, what do you feel like you idolize? Um, for me, and this came up like when I was talking to some of my wife friends, we were talking about how we like you get so happy that you marry, you start idolizing your marriage, mm-hmm. and so whatever is going on in your marriage, good or bad, determines your day. It determines your outcome. It determines your you're literally just moving with the wind of your marriage. And it's like, nah, nah, dog. God is supposed to be the core of that. And that sounds so simple, but it's not. Especially when you've waited, you excited. And that does not mean you can't be or that it doesn't play a role on your your excitement. Um, but that's why it's so important to to have a balance of things going on. That's, that's really interesting. Because like now I'm just thinking about... <laughs> You know, uh, me and Jarrell, we don't argue that often, but when we do, it's like it emotionally 
well, that the time, what we were arguing about, like, really affected me that day. And it's not that, you know, it got violent or, when I say violent, I mean, like, verbally violent because we don't talk to each other that way. But it really affected my emotions for the entire day alongside everything else that I had going on. Well, I just feel like give yourself a little grace. I'm not really talking to you because y'all are two becoming one right now. Yeah. Literally two hard booty pieces of clay that God is like hard booty clay mashing together. So just, I'm not talking to you. Oh, okay, girl. Cause I'm like, I'm but, but, not, but it's still good to, it's hear. good to hear now. Yes. For the future. But right now y'all are two becoming one. Y'all been married a couple months, girl. Well, sometimes I'll just be thinking about <laughs> Nia stuck on the booty clay. Well, sometimes I said be, booty instead of saying ASS. Sometimes I be thinking like, No, I, <laughs> that's not why I was stuck on no. it. My mind's just <laughs> well. Um, well, speaking of idols, <laughs> um, you just making me think about how like um, I did idolize my job, and I idolized you ooh, know that's, the ooh. amount of money that I was making, and the success that I was having so quickly. Like I was idolizing that. And it's like, now that, you know, recently I'm in the most like hardest financial situation I've ever been in. Like, I I don't know what to do with my life. Like I've like in full transparency, I've been depressed the last like two weeks because, (laughs) because I've been stressed out about, about money and like things changing so fast. And I'm just like, why am I waiting until I get married to have like, you know, these financial issues. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just like, but Kristen, it's so funny because you told me this years ago, you was like, you need to realize where where your trust lies. I was like, because that job ain't always going to be there to support you. Yeah. And when things come up unexpectedly, which they did, I'm just looking here looking stupid. Like, Yes. Your faith has to shift. It's different. Yeah. And it's, and my favorite did not shift. I mean, it's better now. Like I'm coming out of, you know, my mood now. And I'm, and one thing I also realized, sorry, y'all, I'm not to keep going lingering, but what I realized is that I know how to function in depression. And I didn't realize that until I had somebody standing there looking at me every day. <laughs> what you mean, like Jarrell? Yeah, like Jarrell like seeing me. Like I would be. I think I told y'all this too. Like I would be depressed, but I would just be to myself, and I would still be able to function and do whatever I'm doing. But like, kind of suppressing like how I'm really feeling. Mm. And now that Jarrell's here, he like, what is wrong with you? Like he was like, come on, it is come on. Like and he helps me. Like, and so that's one thing, other thing about marriage too, y'all. Like, well, Kristen told me this, that marriage is literally a reflection of yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. So you want to know what my idol is? Or if you have one. I know it's me. Oh. <laughs> the secret's me, out. Like, my idol is tacos. <laughs> and cooking. I mean, I also idolize um, making money and different ways I can do that. Um, but also just idolizing where I don't want to be financially. Yeah. Um, and it will have a hold on you in terms of what you don't want to spend money on, but that's not a good combination when you want to spend money on like fast food and Chick-fil-A and (laughs) stuff, but that's another topic. But I do find a lot, idolize that in wanting to be secure just because, um, 
Okay, so now I'm obviously I'm not going to throw anybody under the rug because my parents, like our parents, worked very hard and like they're in a great place. I think, um, and especially they've given us literally everything we needed and way more, um, even when they didn't have it. But um, still recognizing, you know, what we didn't have and just mm-hmm. wanting to not kind of to sort of just learn from my own habits as well, um, and not let that trickle down to like my growing family one day um those are just things I want to get out of but like even that like I'll find myself feeling really irritated if I'm not you know as as liquid as I want to be um yeah and then not wanting to spend money on people but just like learning like you know what like I'm still gonna buy this gift for this person's birthday I'm still gonna first of all tithe I'm still gonna um give and give what I have just because like I know it's gonna come back and like right now that's not what I'm idolizing so yeah, it it will have a hold on you fin- financing. That's crazy, y'all. I never, I never cared about money until now. I just started this year, and now I want to be rich, wealthy, rich. Because yeah. it's possible. I mean, we- because it's possible. Like I feel like I've always discounted myself to to like wealth and uh, just having millions and like that ain't that's not gonna ever be me I'm just gonna be kind of content with just living this little middle class life you know mm-hmm. like I like I felt that until literally I feel like God shifted my mind like no you can be rich you can <laughs> and not be rich in a sense of to idolize money speaking of for those of y'all don't know what idol is idol is basically anything that comes before God or that you worship and or gets in the place of you worshiping God and God will literally take everything and destroy everything <laughs> if you're idolizing it so be very careful and pay very close attention to and it could be your kids it could be your and not that God is going to destroy your kids but I know like you just move them out the way it things will get moved out the way so that God can shine yeah. I think I shared with y'all a little while ago like just some devotion I was doing about um a book in um, Exodus, um, a chapter in Exodus where obviously Moses went up to pray for, I think, 40 days, however long it was. I don't know. And then um, the people were waiting on Moses, but while they were waiting, they wanted to worship what they didn't have, which is what apparently Moses, but like, obviously that was their connection to God and the promises. But meanwhile, they've started worshiping these golden calves that were right in front of them. Um, And it's just like that stuck to me just because and even while while Moses was away, he was literally about to come back um, before they started, you know, worshiping these idolized, I mean, these golden casts and everything. But like, how often do we begin to worship what we don't have? What? How do we worship what's in front of us? What's in front of me is this low balance. So I'm worshiping that mm-hmm. instead of like what God has coming for us. And so, like you just said, Kristen, Dang, fix yeah. your eyes Preach. back on to Jesus. Like, yeah, who are you worshiping? Girl, that's so good. I feel like I feel like this conversation can go so much deeper that we don't even have time for it. But I know we because we already passed time because it's a, it's a lot of things that you know come to mind. But if nothing else, I just hope that it made y'all think. Like that is what the point of us getting together, of course, for our own pleasure, but so that when y'all listen, y'all can think about things and just have. Uh, your eyes open to stuff that you don't even realize and yeah you literally that was so good that was so good because we literally i can't even idolize our basically you saying idolize your current situation 
you you stressing it and doing all of this over your current situation is like okay well who's the god that you serve right like, yeah what's, that is what's different because you're not profound. saying all hell you know I'm, i keep bringing it back to money but like all hell this bank account but that i mean what's different than you stressing over it right right and i just want to say y'all preaching to me okay <laughs> <laughs> no, because to myself exactly <laughs> and one thing, y'all, if y'all don't know nothing else, we're going to be transparent on this podcast because we're not going to try to act like we got it more than we do. We're not going to try to act like, you know, it's not a struggle getting together every single week. Um, you know what I mean? And and to, the, the effort that was putting forth, like, but we know that, like, we're on a mission to to help people, like, ultimately. And, like, I really believe that this podcast was God's idea and so and it's not always easy being transparent like no it's not it may seem easy when we just talking about our business and yelly telling about her life i'm telling about my marriage nia telling about what she got going on like it's not always easy being transparent but what uh, what's the other option being fake or being secretive because who's that helping and just think about that in your own life everything that you've dealt with gone through are going through is literally designed, we are designed to uh, reproduce our testimony and to help others. And when somebody give you some advice, take the advice. <laughs> like, don't struggle too. <laughs> Pick your Adriana was just saying this the other day of our God sister. She was like, she was like, I'm taking advice. <laughs> she was like, I ain't finna be out here making the same mistake looking dumb. No, I'm taking some advice. And I just, that's so true. Like, if somebody gives you some wisdom, just, I mean, so, take a chance to take the advice. Yeah, Even if you got to invest in it. Yeah, that, that it is true. You know, one thing, and one other thing, just on the reverse of that, but if you give somebody advice and they don't take your advice, don't take it personal. Just people are just addicted to what their, right. what their actions are. They're addicted in idolizing uh, whatever situation that they're in. So I got a question for y'all. What's the... What is y'all's recipe for not idolizing something? Mm. Practically, like, what can you do? Well, first, you know, the first step to recovery is what? Recognizing that you have okay, a problem. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it would be first, like, recognizing or talking to somebody that, you know, to maybe help you identify. Because even y'all sitting right here, like, y'all have helped me identify some things that I have idolized or areas that I might be a little bit selfish in. So maybe just like, I mean, I don't have a whole recipe, but that's just the first thing that comes to mind. Um, I mean, it's going to be pretty cliche, but faith. That's not, that's so good. But in like, Explain. what's the verse? Faith is the substance of things hopeful. Faith that works is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> The but the, the key with seen. faith is that you can't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't always see it right in, right away, but you believe it. I'm gonna circle yeah. back with where that is in the Bible, y'all. I like to be I like to be fact checked. But the here. scripture but, is faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Thank you, Kristen. And now, so now that's what like you just from. have to hold on y'all to that. Like know. you can't like faith is not okay. God, I see it over there, so I'm a I'm a believe now. No, right, I can't see right. it yet, but I'm I don't move, see move Jack looking like it's gonna be. <laughs> right, I don't see no hope visibly, but I'm a believe anyway. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. 
Well, anyway, last but not least, did y'all watch my rant on Instagram? <laughs> what was it about? I did watch your rant on Instagram, Kristen, and I was like, wow, you need to what's, like make a real what's the, video. What's the recap for the people who haven't, who missed it? I basically, I just been having this overwhelming feeling and like, y'all know when I say stuff, most of the time it's something that God like just smacked me in the head with. Um, and y'all know like I'm this. all... <laughs> Watch yourself now. Don't get body slammed. Remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and these ain't the walls for you. You right. My knuckles gonna be. <laughs> now nah, she she goes. She could probably uh, be more because. Uh, All right. <laughs> she been working out since that. Back to the subject. Yeah. Anyway, um, what was I saying? What was God your rant about? You? Oh yeah, yeah. So I just feel like. He, I have been. Oh, I'm super transparent with my marriage and like. Me and Terrence been through some difficult times to the point where, like I've said it before, like it was over in my mind. And I think you operate in a place of it's over or like it's disposable. And those are the results that you're going to get. That's my perspective. But I wasn't really talking about me. I was talking about men right now, millennial men. Raggedy, nappy headed. (laughs) I ain't say all that. But like literally acting like they are the king of the universe. That like they are God because women are guilty of idolizing they dusty ASS. It's like literally I just feel like proposing to them and all of that. Like I'm not and that's another subject but I just got irritated with generally speaking, y'all know y'all got a good woman. Y'all know she's a good mother. Y'all know she is going to hold you down. She loves you. She loves God. She's pure in heart. She's been faithful. She's been loyal. She's been dedicated. She's beautiful. She's got you. And to make a woman like that feel disposable, like they ain't nothing or like they come she comes to die a dozen i know you lying and you know what i really want to say i know you lying because she doesn't and the thing is y'all out here don't knowing that stop tearing down these women stop emotionally abusing them stop needing everything but being willing to give nothing and i'm not talking about terrence for all of those spectators out there terrence that's not who i'm talking about i'm just saying generally speaking and if you a woman on the opposite end, doing the same thing to your spouse who's holding you down, who's providing for you, who's loving on you, and you one foot in. And I literally just see, like, your one foot is literally outside of the door and your other foot is inside of the door. You know how stupid you look? How can you ever make any progress if you stand in the doorway? Mm-hmm. Get inside or get outside. Mm-hmm. And another thing. I mean, this ain't really my business because I'm not married or engaged, but quit holding these women up. Y'all been together for hey, seven years. Hey, speak on that. You know, she want to be married. How many hints she going to give? Yeah, but I'm you looking know at what? these relationships. Sorry, I'm just a rant. Some relationships I've been observing on social media, and it's so painfully obvious that I can't even say that it's none of my business when it you made it everybody's business and you want to be married. And this dude is holding you up for however long. Like, either let her know what's happening or... Yeah, and one other thing, because, like, listen, I done made it my life's mission to tell women. And we know it can go both ways, y'all, but we are women, so we're going to speak from a woman's perspective. So, sorry. Uh, but, you know, um, I forgot what I was about to say. Oh, um, when you are in that relationship, and I, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know when you're settling and when you're not. 
Um, and there are certain things and like red flags are real. There's this thing on social media right now where people are putting their red flags oh, all so over the funny. place. But so we're like, that's real. And it's like, it's just not worth it. y'all take it from me. Who's been in like one of the worst relationships before Jarrell, before even my ex, my ex ex, like that was the worst relationship of my life. And it was the most darkest times of my life because I was being manipulated over and over again. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of that manipulation, all that was built up, there was this little bitty box of me saying, but I know he loves me. But right, I know he really right. cares about me, but I know that he's but really nothing he's, he's really doing a, is showing a that. good potential. But why do I have to rake and go through all of this stuff to to get that? And y'all, truth be told, they love their behavior. They love the control more than they love you. And you do not have to settle for it. And I promise you, as soon as you make the decision through counseling, because you can't do it on your own, through prayer, through de- through um, commitment to yourself fast more than anything, too. fasting, um, or if you can't fast, just write it out. Whatever you have to do, don't just break up with somebody and think that you just got it on your own. You don't. Get help. And I promise you that it'll be okay. And, like, I don't really know how much I can stress that, y'all. Like... Message me on Instagram if you need me to tell you the entire story of everything that I went through. Because I will gladly tell anybody because settling is not an option. Sorry, it's not. I don't care who it is. I don't care if you're 45. I don't care if you're 15. Settling is not an option any longer. And so I don't know... I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of people that this could probably relate to or who I'm talking to right now. And I'm not even thinking about nobody specific. I just think that it's just too common. We see it. Yeah. It's too common. And and it's not like we just talking like from a judgmental standpoint. I'm talking because I, we went through it. Well, I don't know about y'all, but I went through, <laughs> I went through it. Vibrant me, giddy me, happy me all the time was dark and depressed because of somebody, the way somebody was making me feel Mm -hmm. and this little ounce of hope that I was holding on to that was raggedy as hell. (laughs) Girl, let that hope go. That's just like when somebody trying to pull your hair up in a ponytail, you ain't got no ponytail. (laughs) It's straining. Let it go. You got a headache. Let it go. You got a headache. (laughs) Let that ponytail loose. (laughs) All right, well, I think we preached enough. Don't y'all think so? Yeah. Yeah. And the theme song is now on. My cash (laughs) app is is dollar sign Nia Strength. All right, y'all. Follow us on Instagram, Silent Lip Podcast. And we will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Salt and Lit Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Salt and Lit Podcast to stay tuned with the latest episodes and updates. For inquiries or for your chance to be featured, email saltandlitnow at gmail.com. <laughs>